Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. The Sitka Assembly is moving forward with plans to donate $25,000 to the Alaska Trollers Association, or ATA, to support the organization's ongoing legal fight against a Washington environmental group that hopes to shut down southeast troll fisheries. The ATA is a defendant and intervener in a court case against the National Marine Fisheries Service and the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, brought by the Wild Fish Conservancy in 2020. The Seattle-based group argues the fishery threatens an endangered population of orcas in Puget Sound by depriving them of king salmon, their primary food source. And they've been successful in court. In December, a U.S. District Court judge issued a report that, to make a long story short, puts the fisheries at risk of closure. In early January, trollers drummed up support at the assembly table. Most assembly members said they'd support a $25,000 donation to the legal fund, and some said they'd be open to contributing beyond that amount in the future. Last night, the assembly approved the $25,000 unanimously. The ordinance will come before the assembly for a final reading at the next regular meeting on February 14th. We'll have more coverage of last night's assembly meeting on Raven News tonight at 518. The state's Board of Game unanimously struck down a proposal that would have required young hunters in Southeast to complete an education course to be able to hunt on their own in the vast majority of the region. The board decided the change could cause too much potential red tape in remote areas and unfairly limit subsistence hunters while costing too much for the state's fish and game department. KRBD's Reagan Miller reports. The proposal would have required all Southeast area hunters born after January 1st, 2010 to be certified through an education course to hunt alone. Without that certification, they'd have to hunt with someone born before that date or someone already certified through the new course. This would have applied to game management units 1 through 5. That's almost all of Southeast, including Ketchikan, Prince of Wales Island, Juneau, Petersburg, Wrangell, Haines, Skagway, Yakutat, Pelican, Huna, and Ingoon. The proposal was brought forward by the Juno Douglas Advisory Committee. Kevin Meyer is the committee's chair. He told KRBD the idea started with a committee member who volunteers as a hunter education instructor. He really sees the value in the program, thinks that it's a good avenue to introduce youth to hunting and to do so in a safe way. And so, yeah, he's been a big advocate. Um, when we met in the spring, he put that proposal through and, and um, yeah, we're, we were happy to support him and happy to support that idea. Meyer says his group is aware of all the ways Juno differs from the rest of the region. We're aware that it's easy to sit in the capital with, you know, relatively stable broadband and, and access to all the resources that we enjoy at Juno and, and, and advocate for this. We think it's a great program. Meyer says his committee was realistic about their expectations and didn't expect it to get past the board. We also recognize that there are some concerns um, for accessibility and um, I think there's also some interesting sort of cultural issues, too. You know, like I think in villages, you, you learn different ways and you learn through different different methods. And, and uh, we don't intend or want to undo those or, or undercut those in any way. Sitka area biologist Steve Bethune explained the proposal to the Board of Game during Saturday's deliberations. While the department is in favor of certification courses to educate hunters and decrease firearm incidents, the logistical barriers of Southeast Alaska would make it extremely difficult to reach every hunter who would be required to complete hunter education 
under this regulation. Normally diligent subsistence users who live in units one through five may find it difficult to comply due to these logistics and thus the reasonable opportunity to take an animal for subsistence, for subsistence uses may be hindered. He says the state's Department of Fish and Game already has a hunter education program with eight staffers and 500 volunteers. But that might not be enough to meet the demand that the requirement would cause, especially for communities off the road system where travel is expensive and weather dependent much of the year. Stosh Hoffman of Bethel is the board's vice chair. He expressed concern about families that rely on hunting. In some of these very rural areas, having someone require them to get a license to feed their families is kind of contradictive. It just doesn't flow, sit well with me. In fact, it could cause a lot of harm if we required that, so I'm, I'm not in support of it. Member Jake Fletcher of Talkeetna worried the regulation would prevent elders from passing on traditional knowledge. In this state, we're really unique. I think we depend on our, our elders in our community to impart a lot of this knowledge onto our youth and take them out, and, and uh, it's really important. Ultimately, the board had too many concerns to pass the proposal and unanimously voted against it. Final action on proposal number one, Mr. Hoffman. No. Mr. Cooney. No. Mr. Brett. No. Mr. Keel. No. Ms. Kusek. No. Mr. Fletcher. No. Chairman Burnett. No. Proposal fails, zero to seven. But despite voting the proposal down, the board wasn't against increased hunter education, especially for youth. Wasilla-based member Lynn Keogh shared an idea. When I was in elementary school, I went through hunter ed in, in school. So it seems like it'd be at least worth the conversation for the department to get with the various school districts around Alaska and see if maybe if they can't offer the program and kind of carry, carry the ball there. Saturday was the beginning of the Board of Games deliberations on game proposals from all over southeast Alaska. The Hunter Education proposal was the first deliberation the group took up as it was at the top of the list of proposals affecting multiple regions. The board meeting runs through Tuesday in Ketchikan. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. Educators, students, and parents gathered on the steps of the Alaska State Capitol on Monday to call for more education funding. KTOO's Katie Anastas reports. Students waving brightly colored signs stand at the front of the crowd outside the Capitol building. Eighth grader Indy Eckerson says he's feeling the effects of a statewide teacher shortage. I think our classes are very, way too crowded. Like just, we have too many people. I mean, it's fun, but it gets a little too crazy and then you can't really learn. Tom Claymeyer is president of NEA Alaska, a statewide union of public school employees. He says state funding is at the root of stalled negotiations with teachers unions across the state. Districts want to hire the best and the brightest for their students. They want to offer competitive wage and benefit packages. They're going to attract and retain the best employees. They want to fill vacancies. They want to provide solid health care benefits. And they don't want to cut programs and shutter schools. But they're stuck between a rock and the BSA. The BSA, or base student allocation, is the amount of money per student school districts get from the state. It hasn't increased substantially since 2017. Last year, the state approved a $30 increase that goes into effect in July. But school leaders like Juno Superintendent Bridget Weiss say it's not enough to keep up with rising inflation. We are meeting increased needs with fewer resources every single day. 
When does the legislature get held accountable for putting us in this impossible situation by not fully funding one of the very most vital aspects of our Alaskan communities? That's not the only challenge legislators hope to address this session. Juno Senator Jesse Keel introduced a bill to give teachers the option to pay into a pension. 1086, let's call it $1,100 on the base student allocation. That's a lot of money. That's about $220 million. Are our kids worth it? Yeah! You bet they are. I've got your first 15 or 20 million because pensions cost less than the system we have today for retirement. Toward the end of the rally, Zonta Kahini Middle School music teacher Mike Busey led the group in a song. He says he's hopeful the legislature will substantially increase school funding this year and that reading and math scores will rise along with it. Education built the nation, increase the base student allocation, pass this legislative test, and give our kids the best. In Juno, I'm Katie Anastas. Lincoln Master Carver Wayne Price is returning to the University of Alaska Southeast as part of its Northwest Coast Arts Program. You know, the attention being paid to um, all branches of Northwest Coast Native Art is really feel the support out here at UAS. Starting on Tuesday, Price began teaching carving courses and form line design classes in Juneau. Both art forms have beginning, intermediate, and advanced curriculum, but some of the classes are combined. Price says the form line class is intensive. In my form line class, they were sweating, it seems. They were trying so hard. Price said he only found out last week that he would be teaching this term, but he thinks his classes will fill up fast. Students in the beginning carving class will be making paddles, while intermediate and advanced students can choose their projects. Mm, they have the benefit of a artist who's got 50 years of Northwest Coast art under my belt, and I bring that all to here to the University of Alaska at Auk, and uh, um, let's go make some artwork. Price has taught at UAS before. Since then, he has carved dugout canoes, or yak with high schoolers across southeast Alaska. Most recently, he unveiled a healing totem at Twin Lakes in Juneau. It was commissioned to remember missing and murdered indigenous women. Price lives in Haines with his wife, but he moved to Juneau for the semester. He says he doesn't yet know if he'll teach in the fall. I'm just taking it one semester at a time, and we'll see, see how it goes. And that's all for Raven News for this hour.